Are you ready to learn? Because my super experienced guests are ready to share some really valuable information. Make sure and listen all the way to the end to get help and support. So let's start with the best audio experience. Hello, everyone, and welcome to our show. Today we discuss about local SEO, how you can get results traffic with uh, local SEO methods. And I'm so excited to discuss this topic with Joy Hawkins. How are you? Good, how are you? Yeah, uh, I'm, I'm doing great. You know, sunny day, positive mindset. Uh, for me, it's better to set up this mindset and everything will be fine. So you can overcome all obstacles. And, you know, uh, I often see your content uh, online. You know, you're super active with that to share uh, new skills. Uh, I think content marketing uh, is one of part of your strategy to share value as maximum as possible. Before we start, just tell more about yourself, experience, background, and why you decided to take this direction like local SEO, not uh, international or any other stuff? Yeah, so I, I guess I didn't really choose it. It's just where I started. So I started in 2006 and I was originally in a sales position selling ads on Google to insurance agents. So it just so happened that I started working with local businesses. They had some realtors as clients as well. Um, but that's where I started. And then Google Places uh, became a thing. Well, I, I think the first year that I was there and all of a sudden all of my clients were like obsessed with like, Ooh, how do we get our business to show up in the map section on Google? And, uh, because they wanted it, I wanted it too. And I was like trying to figure it out. So I kind of self-taught myself, um, local search and then fast forward however many years it's been to 2022. And now I own an agency with, uh, almost 30 employees in the U S and Canada. Um, we're kind of focused on local SEO, serving small businesses with PPC and and SEO on Google. Nice. And, you know, I can see that uh, agencies that uh, pay attention to one direction, you know, they are uh, more productive than uh, someone who want to achieve everything, you know, to provide all SEO services and take social media, web development, design, anything else. So, yeah, uh, I love it. Um, I'm interested about the first question. Can you tell what is the main difference between SEO and local SEO? Because I often see when webmasters, use uh, generic methods that work for uh, all websites, but SEO is quite different. Can you tell more about that? Yeah, I feel like the the lines are blurring a bit lately, but um, you think of local SEO as anything where you do a search on Google and it gives you local results. So it's not always the map pack. Um, Sometimes, you know, for example, you could do a search for Nintendo Switch near me. And like, if I'm looking to buy Nintendo Switch, I might be looking to buy one online from like Amazon, which obviously is not local, but also like Best Buy carries them and Walmart and everything that they do is considered local SEO. So kind of think of it that way. I think the percentage of um, searches that show local businesses is is quite high. I don't know the number off the top of my head, but I think um, local SEO guide, they have a tool that tracks it. And so we kind of deal with both sections, the, you know, getting businesses to rank in the organic section, as well as the local pack. So the usually three results beside a map and the algorithms are different. So they don't work the same. I think a lot of people don't quite realize that, but like, you know, you could rank really well organically and not rank in the map and then vice versa. So they're, they're two different beasts. (laughs) Uh, I'm interested how to, uh, to compete with Yelp or any other websites that can cover many regions like Zillow, Realtor, m- m- many websites. How to compete with them? Is it possible, for example, if uh, some businesses pay only attention to one region or state? Yeah, it's it's tough. I'm not going to lie. Like, especially in the real estate market with our realtors, like competing with Zillow and Realtor.com is very hard. They do a really good job at their SEO. So, 
definitely challenging. It is doable. Uh, so, you know, seen it happen lots of times. Um, but it's good to kind of watch those sites and see what they're doing and then try and mimic them. But also, I think where uh, business, small businesses have an advantage is it's hard to get content. Like when you're Yelp, you know, your content is just your listings and stuff. So there's a lot of queries that it, it's challenging for them to compete on, whereas a realtor has all this knowledge and stuff about, um, you know, house sales and, and how things like that are working. And they, they would have more of that knowledge and more of that content than um, an aggregate site would have. Mm -hmm. Okay. Uh, can you tell how to create the right strategy? For example, if my competitors are Zillow and uh, many other websites, they can occupy the top 10 results. Uh, and uh, if I need to get my uh, part of trade, you know, uh, I don't want, for example, to take everything, just uh, want to uh, get traffic and sales. Can you tell how to create this right strategy that can bring results? Mm -hmm. Yeah, so using Zillow as an example, we'll stick with the real estate sector. So one huge advantage I would say is that if you're a real estate agent and you're competing with Zillow, um, you have the map pack and they don't. So they can't show up in the local pack results. Uh, they don't qualify. Um, so that's huge. So we focus a lot more on you know getting real estate agents to rank for like realtor near me or real estate agent near me or a real estate city like real estate Chicago. Those sometimes return local results as well. And that's a section that they don't even... Like Zillow doesn't even exist in. Um, same with like local service ads. Local service ads, Zillow can't compete there really. So um, that's another section that's, you know, exclusively for the business owner, which is great. So I'd say focusing a lot on those two is good. And then on the organic side, usually we try to find keywords that Zillow is not competing for. So they don't cover every topic on their site. They're not ranking for every query. Um, and we find it's obviously easier to rank for queries that they're not going after. So trying to find some of those like long tail keywords using tools like, you know, Ahrefs or Search Console. Honestly, I spend more time in there than anywhere else trying to find like opportunities. Um, but that that will often work better for an organic strategy. Mm -hmm. uh, tell please about a uh, technical aspect. For example, if I am using Ahrefs or any other tools, how to find this gap uh, that uh, Zillow ignores and uh, I have some opportunity with, with that. Yeah, I mean, a lot of it's just studying the search results, right? So we found, like, we work with a lot of estate agents. We found certain keyword patterns and trends that Zillow doesn't go after. So if we find one of those, we're like, ooh, let's, you know, make this a focus for all our realtors in all the different markets. Um, so it's it's just a matter of checking. Um, we use uh, also Places Scout is another tool that will help us identify that. So they they store a lot of data, but you could run... Um, a bunch of keywords in Places Scout, and then it'll actually list all your top organic competitors as well as your top map competitors. So you can look for, you know, places where Zillow is not there, um, and use mm -hmm. that as a tool. Mm. Uh, you know, uh, I'm interested about the question, uh, uh, which backlink is better? Of course, it's a tricky question. Uh, it depends, I know. But for example, if I have choices uh, or uh, limited resources, I can't cover all the building strategies, but I can get relevant links from other regions uh, from uh, authoritative websites or irrelevant links from local websites, news, forums, anything, you know, uh, where my audience uh, might be. What do you think? Yeah, so it's tricky. So I would say it really depends on the industry. Like using Haro, for example, is a strategy that we've found really successful for small businesses, but it does not work well in certain industries. So we've seen it work really well. Um, 
for example, for a lot of home service companies, get we get them lots of links from tons of sites, you know, reaching out to reporters and getting them featured in there. And those those are great links. Um, but I would say for other industries, it's challenging because either you've got more competition or people just don't care about your industry enough to write about it all the time. Um, and that's that's hard, right? Like if you're a lawyer, for example, a personal injury lawyer, people don't write about car accidents all the time. So it can be really hard to get those relevant links. Um, local links, I would say, are... It's hard to say. I don't know if they're better or worse than like a super relevant thing, but uh, you do want to mix for sure. I would say the local links where, where there's an advantage is they don't link out to as many sites. So often what I see with these like giant sites that people try to obsess about and get listed on is they're linking out to like thousands and thousands of sites every day. But like your local church or your local charity, like they're not linking out to anybody. So if you're looking at it from like a math thing and how much you know link equity you get, you may actually get more from the the local business because they're not linking to anybody else. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, I like Haro. You know, I use many times. I know some agencies that provide great results with Haro, but uh, I think uh, like everywhere, uh, someone uh, can fail a lot with Haro. They can't get high results. Can you share yours? Uh, not secrets. Uh, let's. Uh, Call them methods uh, how to get uh, hard links because i know it, it's hard to uh, reply mm -hmm. to the to those questions in time because you need to be in time you need to find uh, the relevant answers uh, to share some expertise but for example if you don't know the topic uh, i think uh, most uh, hard requests are looking for uh, specialists experts who know the topic but when you promote uh, i don't know uh, let's um, take uh, weight loss supplements yeah you need to get results with weight loss supplements how to uh, reply to those requests uh, with expert opinion if you don't know the topic yeah so just disclaimer i am not a link builder so i uh -huh. i employ some really amazing link <laughs> builders who are very talented Got it. so one of them um, his name is wes uh he wrote an article on white sparks blog um a few years ago and it talks about tips for using Haro and it is solid. Like if you haven't read his article and it's it's not on our blog, it's on White Sparks blog, um, but it lists out a whole bunch of Haro tips, like ways that you can better interact. And he knows that industry like so well. Um, so I, I would give that a thorough read. You'll pick up a lot of tips in there. Off the top of my head, I don't do Haro outreach myself at all. So I have no idea what, what tricks they use, <laughs> but I know that Wes definitely did. Uh, divulge quite a few of them in that article so it's a good read mm -hmm. yeah got it okay guys uh, by the way it's not only about this article just uh search on google yeah type uh, how to get haro links you know you can get a bunch of information by the way if you have this article you can share on this private chat i'll submit yeah. uh, to to the description and guys you can uh learn from this article find other articles and for me it's more important to practice than uh just learning uh, just try to get those links you know spend time you know learn and act because uh when you act you can uh, improve your results time to time okay uh, i have the question about uh citation can you tell uh you know uh, i found a bunch of tools uh, that can help to build these citations more uh, uh white spark many tools uh, can you tell uh what is your living tool or you provide this job manually yeah, we do like we do uh, citations in house, so we don't use like any mm -hmm. third party tools for them. That being said, we don't focus on it very much. The only time that we really um, 
spend any time or effort on citations is maybe for like a new business location. So one of our clients opens a new office, we'll try and get, make sure they're listed on like the top sites. Um, we look at just really the only ones I care about are the ones that actually rank on Google. Um, so, you know, for example, if you're a lawyer, you want to make sure you're listed on Avo and Fine Law and Justia and sites like that because they actually rank on Google and they actually get traffic. Um, sites like, you know, Hot Frog or I think the one that Darren Shaw always uh, makes fun of, My Huckleberry, like <laughs> they don't matter. Mm -hmm. um, spending time and effort trying to get listed on 100 different citations, I don't believe is going to pay off. Um, but, uh, you know, I'd say there's still, I, I think WhiteSpark did a presentation on this a couple of years ago at MozCon and Darren basically showed, he, he took a business where they had nothing and then he built a whole bunch of citations for them. And he did show some increases in ranking. Um, so I think there is some, some value there. It's just not very high. So I, I don't think that we spend, I, I don't know, I couldn't put a number on it, but it's a very minimal amount of time here that we spend on citation building. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah, got it. Valuable. Okay, uh, let's talk about creating content. You know, uh, when I cooperate with many uh, companies of masters, they have uh, the same problems with creating content. I mean, like high quality content. Uh, even big companies that earn a lot of money uh, sell uh, sell a lot, but you know, uh, they have no experience uh, to write content to create it uh, and uh, when I tell them uh, look at we have this content plan uh, it will provide great results but they can't you know to write this those texts uh, to create this content how to help such webmasters uh, for local SEO because uh, I think uh, you know um, you need to find experts who can uh, cover this topic and they need to uh, understand the local intent because uh, it depends on the region we have different mindset what do you think about that yeah, so my, I think the best way that content works is when the business owner writes it. And I realize that that may not work for everybody because some people hate writing. But the best clients that we have that perform the best, the scenario is the client writes the content, we change it, like we edit it, we optimize it, you know, we switch words around, like, you know, I, I always like obsess over getting featured snippets and things. And they met the order of words matter, how you word it, how you phrase it, you know, if you use a list or not, an ordered list, a non-ordered list, like things like that all matter, but like the business owner's not going to know that. So I think SEOs can add tremendous value to existing content. Like we do it all the time. We'll get clients that have like sites with thousands of pages and we just go in there and we do a bunch of tweaks and it's like the performance just skyrockets. So I love being able to do that. I think it's tricky when you have, you know, an SEO company writing about law. Like, you know, if we have personal injury lawyers as clients, I could, um, I can definitely, we do have content writers that can write pieces about car accidents and stats and things like that. But are they going to do as good of a job as the lawyer would have done? No, like never. Like it's pretty mm -hmm. much like if I was to ask somebody else, one of my clients to write about SEO, they're not going to do as good of a job as I am. Um, so I think that like, we push our clients to try and get somebody in-house to give us content if they can. And then obviously we have lots of clients that don't, and they don't have the time or the energy or whatever. And in those cases, mm -hmm. I, I'd say, you know, it's, it's harder and it's, it's more expensive really long-term for the client because they're paying us now to do all the research. They're paying us to do all of it. Whereas like some of it would just be off the top of their head. Like they wouldn't have to research it. They just know um, from doing it all day. So, mm -hmm. I mean, that's, that's the ideal scenario. The ideal scenario is the client or someone in their, in their company, not necessarily the business owner, writes it, sends it to us, we put it up. And then also where I think agencies can add tremendous value 
is telling the clients what to write about. Like they often won't know. And so they just put up these useless blogs all the time. They get no traffic at all. Um, so what we like to do is also tell them what to write about. We're like, oh, this gets a lot of search volume. Or we looked at your competitor and did an in-depth analysis. And these are the pages that get them all the traffic. So we want to write pages around this topic. And then when we do that, it's like crazy. They put the, you know, put the content up and it gets like tons of views right away, which is awesome. Mm -hmm. uh, uh, I like that you mentioned about volume, volume you know, uh, I think this metric is uh, quite uh dangerous you know for local SEO because sometimes we can have zero volume sometimes a thousand volume you know can you tell how to uh, understand what kind of traffic can I get if I rank these keywords because some uh, for many local uh, websites volume is zero and we don't know exactly <laughs> how much results we can get yeah there is an article I think actually it's going around Twitter right now that Ahrefs did talking about how many queries in search console I think it was like half um, of the queries that bring in traffic to your site don't even show up in search console. So like there are lots of things we don't know. Um, I think doing keyword research is very difficult. Um, mm -hmm. I like to look at a combination of things. So when we're doing keyword research, um, I look at GMB insights or I should say Google business profile insights, they've rebranded. Um, there's stuff in there that will be very different than search console. So search console is a great place to start um, for volume. So we look at, you know, Look at all the data that search comes give you. Look for the ones that get the the high impressions, but also ones where you're not ranking number 99. Like, you know, if you get like a thousand um, impressions and you're in position 90, that is not something I would focus on. But if you're like, you know, you get a thousand impressions in your position eight or six, that's absolutely where I'd spend the focus because you're way more likely to actually make a dent with that effort. Mm -hmm. So we usually use yeah. like search console is always my go-to. It's the most accurate out of like, you know, using a third party tool and guessing. Um, but it's it's limited, like you're never gonna have all the data. So looking at AdWords, looking at um, GMB insights and looking at Search Console, kind of mixing all that up, you'll, you'll have a good strategy. Mm -hmm. Yeah, valuable. Uh, I have the question about uh, creating irrelevant content for the sake of getting links uh, to earn these links. For example, Brandon uh, did a study when he uh, created content, a lot of content, by the way, and he got like 5,000 backlinks uh, just uh, for the sake of having this content, but it's irrelevant to SEO uh, and other topics. Can you tell, uh, it's a good idea to create such content, uh, probably localized content, you know, with uh, uh, sharing news about uh, local events or something like this uh, for the sake of getting these links, but irrelevant to your website? Yeah. So I would say that the SEO community is very divided on this topic. So uh, you might hear different answers. Like I know people that I respect very well that swear that this works. We've watched it and tracked it. We don't do it for the records. We don't do this for our clients. So like, a, you know, an example would be, let's say um, we had a, we have a lawyer client and they have a, a, a page on their site that talks about haunted roads in their city. And it's like, really? Like this has nothing to do with law, nothing that's going to convert. Um, but it, it gets a lot of traffic. Like there's a lot of people that are just like Googling, um, you know, what, how, what are the haunted roads apparently in this state? Um, so I like to focus on things that are actually going to drive conversions. Um, cause at the mm -hmm. end of the day, like uh, what I've seen from sites that do this is they get lots of traffic. They do not get lots of conversions. And then I have not seen that it actually helps their, you know, SEO as a whole or their, their domain authority or that I've, I've seen no evidence that that actually helps lift that. Uh, we did track a site. Uh, so, so we had a business that we knew was doing this and I was like, I'm going to track this. I'm going to see like what happens. Cause they're pushing out all this irrelevant content, but it's 
local so it's you know, stuff in their city and i'm like we're gonna track and we did we tracked the rankings i i tracked them very diligently for like i want to say five to six months it, it really did not appear to help at all again i'm not i didn't have the back end but i was looking in um i think we did have search console access yeah we had search console access to the site so like the pages get no traffic they don't rank anywhere um again because it's like why in the world would you care about visiting a lawyer site to find like it's just it's kind of crazy so um even if it gets traffic it doesn't convert a lot of the times it doesn't even get traffic so my mm-hmm. stance on it is it's like it takes so much time and effort to create these like you'd be better off spending that time and effort improving a piece of content that currently converts well and making it even better and freshening it, keeping that spot like whatever spot that you've got right now for that content you're not going to keep it forever if you don't work on it so valuable yeah i agree with that because even if you get this traffic if you get this backlinks but they don't sell don't cover your buying persona so what what is the point traffic is meaningless yeah exactly yeah i I remember when i wrote one article for my ukrainian blog and uh i got traffic uh, crazy traffic you know like uh, 100k you know but that was so irrelevant in my business and uh, that was interesting that most of those traffic were uh youngsters you know uh and they asked me uh they even you know uh my team uh, wasted some time to reply to those questions you know yeah <laughs> completely irrelevant so that's the other thing so like we have a lawyer another lawyer client they've got this article on their site that um talks about how to install car seats safely and it's like you know again sort of related not really but like you know they deal with car accidents but like they get so many inquiries from people trying to ask them questions about how to install car seats it's like wait like think about all the labor that you're paying some staff member to answer those calls and it's a giant pain like we were discussing like taking the the, the article off because somebody else um, before they worked with us put it up there and we we're just like if this is bogging down your staff with useless like inquiries why would you want it there like you're you're actually paying to keep it there and it's not actually bringing you any business mm-hmm. yeah interesting okay uh let's talk about um your loving building strategies can you tell uh for example you mentioned about uh hero but we have uh, some others like uh, guest posting i don't know m- many other skyscraper technique uh can you tell how to find the right strategy uh if uh, for specific projects because uh, i'm not sure that uh all link building strategies work uh with uh, specific projects you need to find that actually will work for you uh, can you uh lead our audience how to find the strategy yeah, a lot of it's like it's creative thinking, right? But like one example that I think is really low effort that works well is, you know, most business owners know other business owners and a lot of them know other business owners in the area. So let's say, for example, you've got a personal injury lawyer. That personal injury lawyer probably works with a chiropractor that all their um, clients go to to get their like all their neck issues, maybe a physical therapist as well, uh, because when you're in a car accident, you get all these injuries, you're going to have all these issues that you got to fix. So likeliness is every personal driller is going to know a chiropractor and every personal driller is going to know a uh, physical therapist that they work with regularly. So then like, you know, writing um, an article for that physical therapist, why this works better than like your traditional guest posting, which I believe is just so like, as a strategy, we, we've tested that out. We spent like, you know, a lot of money buying guest blogs, seeing if it worked. Cause I wanted to know if it worked. It did nothing. Like it didn't improve organic rank, didn't improve. And I think we bought like six or seven, like not a lot, but enough to know like, okay, like a small business owner, they're not gonna spit out $50,000 on links. So let's try like a thousand or a couple thousand and see what that does. And we saw absolutely nothing 
um, mm -hmm. from those. That's different than writing an article of where a local chiropractor, let's say, who's actually going to probably get traffic to that page that's local and relevant. Um, and then, you know, obviously it would link back to your site, but you're giving them free content. So it's a win-win. Mm -hmm. Yeah, got it. Uh, you mentioned a few times, many times, by the way, about lawyers. Can you tell how is important EAT, you know, because uh, I, we know that your money, your life can impact uh, to our results and uh, lawyers are, uh, yeah, it's related to EAT. Can you tell more about that? I'm not a big fan of the whole EAT thing because I think it's so ambiguous. Like, how do you, what, what is it? Like, can anybody even define it? Like, it's, I guess, like an idea, but I'm like, if you want to improve your EAT, I feel like, how do you do that? Like, a lot of people don't actually have practical things that they say that you do. Like, I've heard, oh, author bios. And then, like, has there ever been a test that those help? Like, does that actually mm -hmm. help improve your ranking? So I think... For me, what I what I translate uh, quality, I just say quality, I don't say ET, but like quality content, what we do as a practical tip, like something that we do a lot of, is I look for pages on the site that get either no traffic um, or very little traffic, or they're like really low quality. Like um, my colleague Carrie did a presentation a few years ago talking about um, this site she worked on. And this one is again, another lawyer. Um, they had, I think, 50 different pages that were set up to target social security disability insurance, I think, on like 50 different cities. They had the same crap just spit out over and over again, but like swap out the city. And like, it was it was barely any different. So we took them all down. They didn't get any traffic um, and they don't rank anywhere. Um, so that's, you know, key things you need to look at. Mm -hmm. uh, so we took them down and we redirected them all to the one main page for that practice. And we saw huge lifts in their local rankings. So that's often what we do when it comes to like improving quality, improving stuff. Like we look for, if you got a thousand page site and only 50 of your pages are actually delivering traffic conversions, doing an analysis on the other um, pages on your site, figuring out, do you need to refresh them? Do you need to make them better or just get rid of them? Like content for the sake of content is not a good idea. Um, so we, we often do that to try and increase the quality. I think that that strategy has worked well. Every time there's core algorithm updates, we do like, we have parties here. Like, it's great. Like, I love seeing core algorithm updates happen because if you're doing the right stuff and you're working on your improving quality, then you should see increases. If you're not, you're probably mm -hmm. doing something wrong. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Yeah. You remind me when uh, I started my SEO journey uh, in 2008 and uh, my team created content for the sake of having it. You know, we created a lot of content for Google and we ignored user intent. We ignored uh, customers and that ran well. You know, we got a lot of traffic. That was fine. But <laughs> once Google decided to change the algorithm, we lost everything that was dropped and we started to learn more about SEO. We got it. We can't uh, go ahead just with simple methods, generic methods. And, you know, uh, I had only one strategy to buy more backlinks than my competitors and wow you know traffic <laughs> was crazy <laughs> today yeah i know it's it's really hard because of this experience uh okay i have i have the question about uh, uh user intent can you tell how to learn user intent for local seo what is the main difference between user intent for uh i don't know like uh, national websites uh, or international what do you think mm. Well, I would say like since most of the businesses we're working with aren't, aren't e-commerce, I have found that like things like site speed aren't as big of a factor um, when it comes to like things you want to focus on, right? So like we've taken lots of sites or we've had developers, for example, increase site speed on sites where it's it's noticeably different. Like it was horrible before they increased site speed. 
And then we look to see like how that actually impacts, you know, their conversions and how it impacts uh, the ranking. And we see very little movement. So I think that's something where if you're Amazon, oh my goodness, that stuff matters so much. Like, you know, increasing site speed or like, you know, making your user experience a little better could literally mean millions of dollars. Like, um, so that's something that I think is a little different with small businesses. Other than that, I'd say it's the same. Like you want conversion points. Um, you want to make sure you have like things like chat on your site, which a lot of small businesses don't. Um, so, you know, having all those different ways people can contact you um, as long as you have that and you don't have, you know, massive intrusive pop-ups like everywhere um, that drive people insane. It's it's a lot of the, the best practices are the same. Mm -hmm. Yeah, love it. Uh, by the way, Amazon, uh, uh, I check out one study that... Uh, Amazon can lose uh, 20% of uh, conversion rate for each second of loading. That's why they invested crazy money you now uh, mm -hmm. to increase site speed. Uh, I believe a billion it. dollars each year. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, can you tell, uh, okay, if uh, websites have no resources like Amazon, uh, most of them, probably 99% have no such resources. Can you tell how to increase site speed uh, with uh, hostings that we have today? Yeah, so having a good host is definitely important. So, I mean, we try to ignore, I'm not going to name them, but there's, there's a lot of the cheaper ones we kind of have in our blacklist. So we even those. <laughs> yeah, there's, there's quite a few. Um, so like, you know, having a good host, like something reputable, like WP Engine, I think is really important. Um, there are some plugins, the names of them I, are not coming to my head, but I know there are some plugins that you can pay for that are like crazy good, like really, really good at, um, reducing like issues and making your site lightning fast. That being said, again, I've like, we've tried some of that, like, and I really don't see, like, it's hard to come back to the, what did this do? Like other than increasing size speed, what did this do? We've tried measuring it. Um, but that being said, like we measured it, you know, months later, didn't really see much of an increase. Um, Amanda Jordan recently did do a case study over a year, so much long period of time, talking about like a local site that they did site speed um, optimization for, and it did make an increase. I've never tracked something that long. Um, so like in my findings, we kind of were like, doesn't do a whole lot. Content on the other hand, like we see results like immediately, like really fast. And like, I love that. So it's kind of hard to balance it. I'm like, if you have a good, site speed, then you're probably fine. <laughs> mm -hmm. Nice, nice. Uh, okay, I want to ask the question. Uh, can you tell three things that web webmasters don't need to do and three things that they must do? You know, because in, uh, today SEO is, uh, we have, I don't know, like uh, a lot of methods, many different methods. But uh, I see when uh, websites, uh, webmasters, they usually provide some black hat techniques that are obsolete, you know, like 10 years ago. Can you tell, uh, we, uh, yeah, just three things, what you, uh, any webmasters don't need to do and three things what they need to do in your point? Oh, man. The don't need to do is going to be tricky. Okay, so definitely yeah. need to do, I'd say, keeping plugins updated. Man, I've run into mm -hmm. this recently. Like, hacked sites are really annoying to deal with. They are frustrating. Um, I, I had a client recently who's, we don't do web design here, so all of our clients have other external developers, and we usually refer them to the this one that we work with a lot. Um, but this one client, like, didn't have the greatest developer, and site got hacked. And, like, it's from non-outdated plugins. Like, or sorry, outdated plugins that didn't get updated. Uh, you know, it's got like 50 plugins and it's, it's crazy. So I'd say don't overuse plugins, first of all, because like the more you have, the more hard it is to um, 
keep them up to date and then um, don't ignore the plugins like you you need to keep them updated so those are those are huge ones um trying to think of things that people do spend too much time on i think i honestly do think that site speed core web vitals things like that they're they're really in my opinion like mm -hmm. overblown i think seos like to focus on them because they're easy for seos to do and like especially the people that are really good with technical stuff they can go in there and no business owner is going to know how to do it so like it's a it sounds like a good value add but at the end of the day I feel like for what we've seen, if we spend tons of time on that, it doesn't produce the same type of results compared to what we see from other efforts. Um, so we really don't put a huge focus on that um, mm -hmm, as mm -hmm. far as what to spend time on. So I would say that developers probably don't need to spend as much time obsessing over that. Um, i trying to think of what else. <laughs> Um, I mean, blogging for the sake of blogging would be another don't like yeah. don't have a quota for how much content you need to get out there. Like I need X number of pieces of content per week or per month. That that would be another thing I would ask. Um, I'm trying to think of a third one. I think I only gave you two for each. So those are the ones that are coming to mind, though. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, the valuable. OK, I have the question about uh, can you uh, tell how to learn SEO today, uh, especially mm -hmm. local SEO? For example, if you started from scratch without any experience, skills, knowledge, uh, what would you do to learn SEO, uh, especially local SEO? Yeah, so reading, um, I would say, you know, the Sterling Sky blog, first of all, we have so much stuff on there. So you want to read through our blogs. They are meant to be informative. They are not salesy. Um, they shouldn't be anyways. So reading those, we get a lot of stuff on there um, as far as reading goes. They're all very specific to local SEO. So if you want more generic SEO knowledge, which you need, you have to know, you know what a title tag is and things like that in order to do local SEO as well. So Moz, I would say, is my go-to for education when it comes to that. I also say conferences. Conferences are huge. Meeting other people in the space, um, networking, going to sessions. Um, I'm biased. Okay, so we totally run a conference, just big disclaimer. So Local U is the name of the conference that we put on. Um, we're back to doing them in person this year. So we have our next one in Denver in July. So, you know, come to Local U. We give out a lot of stuff at that conference, um, like a lot of tips, a lot of things. Um, it's meant to be, though, for people that are like somewhat versed in SEO. So it's probably not great if you like literally know nothing, you might be kind of lost. Um, and then forums. Forums would be the one that I would throw in there. Um, I learned a lot about SEO through forums. And I realize it might sound like a dated thing because it's like, well, people still use forums. Um, forums, you know, insert whatever. Facebook groups, I feel like are kind of, I wouldn't use Facebook groups. They're the vice you'll get in Facebook groups is kind of shady. So I would say forums. Um, we run the local search forum, which is free. Uh, so feel free to check that out if you're wanting to ask a question, you'll get lots of answers. Um, and there's some good ones like Moz has a community uh, forum that's also decent. There are some also shady forums. So you <laughs> gotta make sure you find good ones. <laughs> okay, got it. Can you, can you tell about the future of SEO? Uh, forecast this future, what, what do you think? Because we have many things are coming like uh, metaverse, many other stuff and uh, some community uh, things that this, uh, techniques can destroy SEO because people uh, will use, uh, I don't know, glasses, anything, you know, and we, we, we don't need SEO. What do you think about that? Goodness. Yeah, no, I do not think SEO is dying. I think that's a ridiculous myth that's been floating around for way too long. Um, 
I do think that SEO is changing. It's always changing. You got to keep up with things. So if you don't like change, this is the wrong industry to be in. Like, honestly, you should not be in this industry if you don't enjoy challenges or if you don't enjoy change. Um, so I think that kind of trends we're noticing is definitely it's becoming more visual. So the importance of images is becoming more and more important, which is a challenge. So, you know, trying to get a plumber to get you good images is not easy. Um, but we're seeing more images straight on Google. We're seeing images impact ranking, like lots of things like that. Um, and then same thing with video as well. Like, you know, seeing more and more video search results for local queries. And I think that is a trend to definitely um, watch out for. And I would say on the ad side, uh, local service ads, you know, if they're not in your industry yet, don't assume they're not coming. Like, I think Google's expanding those. They've been pretty public about that. Um, so I expect that they will be expanding those to lots and lots of other verticals that don't have them yet. Mm -hmm. Yeah, interesting. I think, you know, uh, yeah, uh, if we check out how SEO is growing, we, we see like this, you know, so uh, it will not be dropped in one day, you know, without any traffic because SEO is that. So it takes time, you know, uh, to change habits. Uh, and I remember when uh, SEO community discussed about uh, voice search, it can destroy SEO, people will use voice, but uh, for some time, uh, I don't see any of these topics, probably no. we have it. Yeah. <laughs> do you have a Google Home? This is why I ask people like who say that. I'm like, do you even have a Google Home? I'm like, and anybody that has a Google Home or an Alexa or whatever in their house, they don't use it to research like a lawyer or to research what dentist they should use. Like I use it to turn on my lights and I use it to turn on my TV or like, you know, if my kids and I are arguing <laughs> about a statistic and I'm like, I need to know what percentage of blah, blah, blah. Then I, I you know, lost my Google Home, but I'm not like, hey, Google, I, I need to hire um, a plumber to come out to my house. Can you find me one? Like, yeah, I've, I've never done that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, uh, I have the question this about AI. What do you think about AI? Uh, is it uh, do we need to use AI today to create content? Because uh, uh, John Mueller replied many times to this question, don't do it because AI is crappy. You know, you can't create high quality content. But many masters are using, uh, by the way, I'm using as well, uh, but I spend some time with editing. You know, it's hard to get high results with AI, but it definitely can help to... Uh, I don't know, to increase your speed of writing uh, content. What do you think about AI? Yeah, we tested out a bunch of tools. There are some good ones out there. Let me tell you, you absolutely cannot do it if you're not editing it after. That's one thing mm -hmm. I'll say. Um, it was actually funny. Somebody ripped off an article recently that Moz posted and I was quoted in it. And you can see it was written by AI because they they replaced all these words. So instead of Joy Hawkins, I was Pleasure Hawkins. I'm like, this is the problem with AI. <laughs> like that makes no sense when you read it. But it was funny. <laughs> So AI is like really far from perfect. If it helps, we found in our thing, it didn't really decrease the amount of time needed. So we don't really use them much here um, because you do still have to edit it. So it doesn't, it's not fully, it's not there. And I do think that that is what Google is trying to crack down on. So the kind of trend I was noticing with this last core update, a lot of people that were whining about it and saying they got hit are people that are heavily relying on AI content. So I don't like fighting Google. I like playing nice with Google. I feel like I don't want to be stressed when core algorithm updates happen. I want to be excited. So I don't know. I'm in the camp that I'm like, I don't really, I think AI is great to an extent, but I prefer to keep it to actual humans um, at this point. 
Mm-hmm. By the way, I like pleasure Hawkins, you know, yeah, <laughs> sounds good, you know, why not? Sure. Joe Hawkins, pleasure Hawkins, <laughs> yeah, interesting about that, <laughs> because uh, I think, uh, yeah, most AI tools, uh, they replace without understanding, uh, so yeah, they just rewrite, uh, trying to find synonyms, but uh, uh, some of them can provide good results if you set up the right settings and without editing, I completely agree, you can't get high results, you just need to spend more time editing, uh, to analyze, to reread one more time and think how you can make it better and uh for some text i can't use ai because uh, when you are going to share uh high quality content super high quality i mean like to give new valuable insights ai can't help you because they can't provide <laughs> new insights what's going on in your niche or any specific niche yeah i agree with that uh joy it's a big pleasure to get you on my show to learn from you tell our audience how they can reach out to you learn more about you follow you yeah, um, so very active on Twitter. That would be if you're looking to um, talk to me uh, at Joy Ann Hawkins on Twitter. Um, my company site is sterlingsky.ca. Um, and then the, the forum that I mentioned, localsearchforum.com and localu.org is uh, all our events. Mm-hmm. Okay, guys, you can find uh, Pleasure Hawkins or Joy Hawkins uh, on all these uh, links. Uh, find us, uh, find all these links in the description below. Listen us on Apple, Google, Spotify, and thanks for listening or watching. See you next time. Thanks for listening to this entire podcast. Please rank your experience in Apple, Spotify, Google, or any other platforms that you may use. Also, please share your ranking mark on chat at seotools.tv to get a special gift. We'll see you soon on other valuable audio podcasts.